Hello everyone, my name is Pancakes, and welcome to this brand new episode of Media Buffet. Today, you will be listening to an audiobook made by me of our fellow co-host Mercury's written story called Takeover, Revenge of the Experiment from 2019. So, uh, I, br- I hope you brought some popcorn because this is going to be a long ride. Alright? Let's get this started. The Prologue. It is 1973. Soidal Noenasi is but a young man. The events of the takeover don't happen for another 20 years. Noenasi Incorporated, the company owned by the Japanese Noenasi family, has made advancements in genetic research that are unseen everywhere else in the world. There was a scientist observing an egg that sat in a container. The egg started to crack open. A bright light illuminated the room. They saw a black and red lizard-like creature break out of the egg. They called Soidon Noenasi, the man behind this experiment, to see their creation, his creation. This creature had large wings that could be wrapped around its body. It worked, Soidon said. Project EXP-001 is a success, a scientist said. Genetic manipulation, the latest in scientific enhancements, Soidel said. Subject seems healthy, breathing, and has no conditions, another scientist noted. This is the single greatest thing I have ever made, Soidel laughed. Soidel looked around and saw the potential of his grand discovery. What's this thing's combat abilities? Those Americans wanted for that war in Vietnam, Soidel asked. This thing has a name, a scientist said. Which is? Soidel asked. Tenebris, the scientist replied. Tenebris has a nice ring to it, Soidel said. Takeover, Revenge of the Experiments. It was a stormy night on Kita Island. It was the spring of 1993. A typhoon had just made landfall on the island. The watchers in the lighthouse saw a boat in the distance. Boats shouldn't be out in a storm, one of the watchers said. There isn't a boat. What are you rambling about? Another one said. The watcher rubbed his eyes and the boat was gone. Well, probably an illusion caused by one of those weird ones, the watcher said. You mean those monsters? Those are the freakiest things on this damn island, the other watcher said. Good thing the boss has them contained. Also, they are not monsters. They are called experiments, the watcher said. Those things are still monsters, the other watcher said. The boss was walking down a hall filled with cages. The cages had his experiments inside of them. They were all growling at the sight of the boss. There was a locked door that could be unlocked via handprint. He put his hand on the pad and it scanned his hand. Welcome, Mr. Noanasi, a computer said. Thank you. Noanasi said. He walked towards a giant container. My favorite tech subject, EXB001, or shall I call you Tenebris? Noanasi asked. Tenebris was looking at Noanasi with his red glowing eyes. Noanasi did not fear Tenebris, as many did. It was in a nearly indestructible cage. Tenebris bashed his head against the electrified bars, hurting himself in the process. 
you've gotten more violent in these past few days. At least, that's what the observers have been telling me. You're nothing more than a test subject, just like all the others, Noanasi said. Tenebris's mouth was emitting a red light. His eyes were also glowing head. No, I'm not, Tenebris said, using his telepathic abilities. He shot a beam out of his mouth. The cage was protected by a force field that reflected anything that came at it. The beam was reflected right back at Tenebris, causing extreme pain. The beam was reflected right back at Tenebris, causing extreme pain. Tenebris roared in pain. You can use all your energy, but you'll be gone before you can get out of here, Noonasi said. An employee came into the room. Mr. Noonasi, you have visitors, the employee said. Who is it? Noonasi asked. They say that they are your family, sir, the employee said. Tell them that they can come in, Noonasi said, with a smile and a happy tone in his voice. A girl that looked like she was in her late teens saw Noonasi. Brother Soidal, she shouted. A man that looked like he was in his early thirties was behind the girl. Sister Selina and Brother Max, what are you doing here? Noonasi asked. We came to check on you, Selina said. That's right. Making sure that you don't turn into a crazy scientist making all these experiments, Max said. They all laughed. Most of my experiments are herbivores and omnivores, Noonasi said. Most, Max replied. At least the dangerous ones are contained. Would you two like to see one? No one else he asked. Sure thing, brother. So Lena replied. Wouldn't hurt anybody. Max replied. Get the helicopter ready. No one else he said into a communication device. On my way, a person sat on the other side. Soidal, Selena, and Max walked outside. It was late at night. It was cold. Extremely cold. Almost as cold as Canada. <laughs> the northern lights could be seen in the sky. It's freezing, Selena said. I didn't know it could get this cold on this island, Max said. Well, we've calculated that it gets colder than Alaska in the winter, Soidel said. They walked to the helipad, where there was a helicopter pilot waiting for them. They got into the helicopter. Been waiting for you free, the pilot said. Ah, Barry Smith, I'm glad to see you again, Soidel said. Barry Smith? Selena asked. One of our best helicopter pilots, Soidel said. That might be the nicest thing you've ever said to me, Noonazi. Anyways, nice to meet you, Max and Selena. Noonazi, where are we headed? Barry asked. Barry, we are going to the ABCM, Soidel said. The coldest place on the island? That's as cold as the winters here. All right, let's go, Barry said. The helicopter took off and they flew to the ABCM. It took them a few minutes to get there. They got out of the helicopter when they landed to a helipad right next to the mountain. I'll wait for you free, Barry said. Please put on these specialized suits that prevent hypothermia from occurring. The mountain is known for its very cold temperatures. A computer voice said. The group put on the suits and walked inside. Welcome to the artificially built containment mountain, or ABCM. That is what Soil said. What are they containing? Selena asked. Well, you just have to look up, Soil said. Selena and Max looked up to see a free-headed, 
black and yellow behemoth. It had bright yellow eyes. What is that thing? Max, Max asked. That is EXP003, or Horribilis. It means terrifying in Latin, Stoyle said. Why is it being contained? Selina asked. The company has deemed EXP003 a danger to our operations here. It can only be frozen at the coldest temperature known to mankind, absolute zero. However, there is only one way to achieve that, Soidel said. I think we underestimated the temperature of this place, Max said. Follow me to see another one of my experiments, Soidel said. Soidel took his siblings to a room where there was a test tube connected to a bunch of wires. Inside of it, there was a creature similar to Tenebris, only slimmer, and it had two small sails running from the back of its neck to the tip of the tail. It was two feet tall, was three feet long, and had a four-foot wingspan. That's the experiment that voluntarily used her powers to freeze Horribilis, Soil said. What's her name? Selina asked. Her name is EXP200. We like to call her Gelatus, Soil said. Soto looked at his watch and noticed it was around 2.20 a.m. You can stay here in the living quarters for the night. Barry will send you to the port so you two can go to Fukuoka, Soto said. Soto noticed that he had a message from one of the containers, a group of people that helped keep the experiments contained. Soto started to walk away before being stopped by Selena. Where are you going, brother? Selena asked. I have important business to attend to, Soto replied. Soto came out of the artificially built containment mountain, or ABCM, and took off the specialized suit. He then walked into a separate helipad to the one Barry was on. Sir, EXP-002 has given the container some trouble, the pilot said. Soto sighed. What did you do now? Soto asked. She tore off one of the feeding machines, the pilot said. Well, well, she's getting smarter. I'm going to show that bitch who runs this place, Soidel said. The helicopter took off and flew to a cave. Soidel got out of the helicopter and walked towards the cave. He walked down the stairs that were inside the cave. There was EXP-002, or what she likes to be called, Reciproca. It means peaceful in Latin. Reciproca, I've heard that you have damaged some of my ex equipment, Soidel said. I was just hungry. It was all a misunderstanding, Reciproca said. All a misunderstanding. <laughs> Soil chuckled. That's what they all say. Harrington, administer shock therapy. Soil said. A man by the name of David Harrington pulled down the lever, releasing electricity into the water. Reciproca was electrocuted. Soil lightly chuckled. A container by the name of Chris Peterson walked up to Soil. It seems Reciproca is unconscious, Chris said. Good, Soidel said. Alarm went off. Malfunction in ABCC, I repeat, malfunction in ABCC, a voice was heard at the speakers. What's happening, Soidel asked. The late one closed, the voice said. Soidel knew what was going to happen. Evacuate the area, Soidel replied. A creature's head rose from the liquid substance that appeared to be lava. Oh shit, a guard said. Then, the experiment known as Ignis rose from the liquid. It was 18 feet tall, 
It was jet black with some orange parts around his body, had four wings, and had bright orange eyes. Lava dropped from Ignis's mouth. One of the guards tripped when he was running away from Ignis. Another guard dragged him to the exit. Ignis saw the guard and chased after him. Both guards got away and closed the door, with Ignis hitting his face on it after it slammed shut right in his face. Ignis looked at the ceiling and melted it by shooting lava at it. He escaped and flew to where Tenebris was being held. He melted through the roof of the place Tenebris was being held in. Ignis, how did you escape? Tenebris asked. I have no desire to answer your questions, Alpha. All you need to know is that my plan is to free the experiments. And it has started, Ignis said. He had gone figuring out what the password was, and he had trouble doing it. The password is, I'm the best, Tenebris said. Well, Soidel must think highly of himself, Ignis replied. He typed in the password and the force field shut down. Tenebris blasted the bars and got out. I'll free the others down the hall. You free the ones in special containment cells, Tenebris said. Got it. By the way, this will be the only time I'll actually listen to you, Ignis said. They both went to where they needed to go. After a few hours, all of the experiments were freed. Soil and every single person on the island were on boats. We're headed to Japan to continue our operations there in Tokyo, Soil said. What'll happen to the island? Chris asked. Soil replied with, they will take over. Back on the island, a free-headed white and purple experiment sat on a car that was left behind. Hey, ghoul, comfortable there? A dinosaur-like experiment asked. His name was Ferox. Well, we did it. We finally beat Soidu Nuenasi. Reciproca said. Where's Ignis? Tenebris asked. Ignis flew overhead, flying towards the boats. Ignis, no! Tenebris said, flying towards him. Soidu must perish! Ignis replied. I'm giving Soidu a chance to change. We all are. Tenebris said. You are so blind, Tenebris, Ignis said. Tenebris fired his energy beam at Ignis, but he countered it with his lava beam. Give him a second chance, Tenebris commanded. Never, Ignis replied, hitting Tenebris. A fight ensued between the two. The experiments watched as the two fought. Just let me finish my mission, Ignis said as he shot his lava beam at Tenebris. No, Tenebris said, as he shot his energy beam at Ignis. Tenebris's beam was stronger than Ignis, making Ignis lose the encounter and fall towards the ground. Tenebris shot his energy beam at Ignis, making him fall faster. Ignis hit the ground, but quickly recovered as he tackled Tenebris. You can't beat me alone, Ignis said. I know. Good thing. I am the Alpha, Tenebris said. Ferox jumped into Ignis and started to bite him. Ignis was brought down and Ghoul landed on him. Don't kill him. You won't be strong enough to beat anyone alone. Admit it, Tenebris said. Ignis chuckled. Well, if that's the case, I'll need to find someone who will actually help me. 
So long, a false king, Ignis said as he flew away. Tenebris, Ferox, and Ghoul walked away. So what now? Ferox asked. I must head to Japan. They're going there to discontinue their operations. I know this due to monitors displaying a map that indicated that they were going there. Tenebris said. He looked at the sunrise. Experiments, do me a favor and protect this island from whoever dares to threaten us. It is my only request. Well, that. And try to keep Ferox away from the vending machines. Tenebris said before flying away. Stay safe, Reciproca said. I didn't have time to say I hate you, Ferox said. Back in the ABCM, Horribleus' eyes started to glow. Epilogue. A few hours later, Ignis flew into the ABCM. Tenebris has gone to Japan, Ignis said. The free heads that made up Horribleus had their eyes glowing a bright but menacing yellow. Tenebris is gone? The right head spoke. The left head chuckled. Ha ha ha. Our time to show Tenebris that he isn't a worthy leader has come. He was never fit to rule. The middle head spoke. What of the little one? The left head asked. We could use her as bait to lure Tenebris so we can kill him, Ignis said. For someone that got beaten by Tenebris, you have a good line of thinking, the right head said. I like your idea, Ignis, the middle head said. And with that, folks, we are finished with our audiobook for Takeover Revenge of the Experiment from 2019. I hope you enjoyed this audiobook, and if you're interested in listening to the original, be sure to check out the r slash d8 entertainment subreddit. I promise that it is a very good story from what I've heard and read. Ignis and other characters will be waiting for you in other stories, and watch for the next audiobook, which will be focusing on Armageddon Rise of the Experiments, also from 2019. I hope you liked it, and I will see you in the next one. Goodbye. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this brand new episode of Media Buffet. In the last one, we covered the audiobook for Takeover Revenge of the Experiments, which is a written story by one of our fellow Media Buffet co-hosts, Mercury. Now we are going to cover the second audiobook of his written stories. This time we are going to be listening to Armageddon, Rise of the Experiments, also from 2019. Unlike the previous story, this one has no prologue, but it does have an epilogue. So we are headed straight into the story here. It appears this is a direct sequel following the events of the last audiobook. So let's get this started. Just a heads up, this one is longer than the last one, so I hope you're ready. Armageddon, Rise of the Experiments. 
Tenebris landed in the outskirts of a city in Japan after flying for a couple of hours. What a long flight, Tenebris said. Tenebris walked around the area. He saw a sign saying, Welcome to Fukuoka in Japanese. Fukuoka, I'm where I need to be, Tenebris said. Tenebris transformed to a human, an ability shared by a minor group of experiments. He walked around the streets of Fukuoka. Merchants tried to sell him Japanese items, but he declined the many offers. He saw a newspaper on the ground and picked it up. Huh? Soil no nasi, famed gen geneticist, moves to Tokyo? The headquarters have been moved to Tokyo? Tenebris asked, speaking to himself. Didn't expect a transfer, Tenebris. I used to visit him from time to time, now. It's being renovated to be a hotel, a man asked. How did you know my name? Tenebris asked. I know a lot about you, Tenebris. I was there for you when you hatched. I'll never forget that moment. The moment man created a living being. A being a getting carried away. My name is Maxwell Noenasi. You can call me Max. Maxwell Noenasi? Are you possibly related to Soidal Noenasi? Tenebris asked. Why, yes I am. I found that would be obvious. I'm his brother, Max replied. Don't you have a sister? Where is she? Tenebris asked. She said the hospital. Our mother's not been hasn't been feeling too good lately, Max said. Selena and a person that was shorter than Selena and was dressed in white and maroon walked up to the two. Agent B, no one's looking, Max said. The man, apparently named Agent B, transformed into a white and maroon colored gecko like creature. The creature was a one foot tall and seven feet long gecko. Brawler? I haven't seen you in two years, Tenebris said. We meet again, Tenebris. Anyways, Max is correct. Their mother is currently diagnosed with a life-threatening disease, Brawler said. So you two know each other? Good to know, Max said. Brawler, please don't mention our mother around me, Selena said. Serena looked away, holding back her tears. She'll be okay. Tenebris said. We don't know how much time she has left. She could die at any moment, Selena replied. She was crying heavily. Tenebris felt the pain of having a loved one be taken away from forces that cannot be stopped. You've never lost anyone, Selena said. That we are wrong. My creator took away my daughter, and I haven't seen her in almost two years, Tenebris said. He noticed that Max wasn't getting emotional. How come you don't have a reaction, Tenebris asked. At a point in life, you have many people come and go, and you accept death as part of life. You learn to cope with it. Don't get me wrong. Death is horrible. The funerals are the thing that gets me, Max said. Don't you think we should visit her, in case these could be her final hours? Brawler asked. Yeah, I would like to see her one last time, Selena said. They went to the hospital. The doctor saw them. Maxwell, she isn't in good condition. I would, I would recommend that you say your goodbyes now, the doctor said. Thank you, doctor, Max said. They walked into the room their mother was in. Her name was Yuriko. Where's, where's Soido? Yuriko asked, weakly. He's 
someplace else, mother, Selina said. Tell him that I love him, Yuriko said. Yuriko let out one last final gap before closing her eyes. A flat line appeared on the screen next to Yuriko. Selina started crying and Maxwell patted her on the back. Max comforted her by hugging her. On Kita Island, Reciproca was swimming along the shore. She was accompanied by EXP-008, also known as Fang. EXP-007, also known as Wyvern, flew in in front of them. What's wrong, Wyvern? Reciproca asked. Inferno found something that might be of interest to you. Wyvern replied. Reciproca had a surprised look on her face. Take me to him, Reciproca said. I'll follow you too, Fang said. If you insist, Wyvern replied. They went to the shore. Inferno, known as EXP-029, and Ferox walked up to them. They bowed in front of Reciproca. My queen, we found something, Inferno said. Reciproca scoffed. Gah! Queen, it's not necessary to talk to me in such high regard. Reciproca replied. Well, what do you want to be called? Hulamator Tenebris, our leader, our king. Ferox replied. Inferno brought them a gray and light blue reptile. It resembled Tenebris and had some of Reciproca's feature. Reciproca gasped and her eyes were filled with her tears. <gasps> My sweet Jellidus, Reciproca exclaimed. Jellidus woke up. Mommy? Reciproca asked. Yes, it's me, Reciproca said, on the verge of crying. Mommy, Jellidus replied. He hugged Reciproca and they both started crying. Damn it, such a beautiful family reunion, Fang said. Since when, since when was Fang is such a softy? Inferno asked. Since now, I guess, Farrakh said. This is ridiculous, Wyvern replied. No, no, it's just that you're sorry I has never had anyone to love, nor were you ever loved, Inferno said. A praying mantis experiment walked up to them. Ooh, Inferno coming out with the rose, the experiment said. Hello there, Slash. What brings you here? Fang asked. Slash was also called EXP-042. I heard that there was an emotional reunion going on, and I just had to join in. Slash replied. Oh, yeah. You and Reciproca are our best buddies, right? <laughs> Who needs people? Wyvern asked. When did Wyvern become such an ass? Slash asked. Since forever, Farrakh said. Wyvern growled. Back in Fukuoka, the group walked out of the hospital. Selena was still crying. They sat on a bench. I'm sorry for your loss. I can feel your pain, Tenebris said. Well, at least you are someone that can somewhat relate to the situation, Selina said, with breaks in her voice. Don't worry, you'll get through this, all right? Tenebris said. I never thought, I, I never would have, I never would have guessed take, taking you as a nice person, Tenebris, Max said. Yeah, well, as long as you don't get on my bad side, expect me to be there for you. Tenebris said. 
Must be hard losing the daughter, Max said. All because of Soiro Neonasi. That man does not deserve to walk on this planet. I'll kill him the next time I see him, Tenebris asked. Yeah, yeah, calm down. You're in, you're in front of two members of the Neonasi family, and they just lost their mother. Brothers, Brawler said. What does Soiro do anyways? He's a great person and brother, Selena said. He tortured and enslaved the experiments. He treated us like his personal lab rats. We managed to drive him off from the island, which is now ours, Tenebris said. Selena and Max looked at each other. Meanwhile, on Kita Island, the experiments started to wonder about how Gelatis escaped from her container facility. Wait, last time I saw Gelatis, he was in a tube inside of the ABCM, Inferno said. Reciproca looked at Inferno in terror. You do realize what's in that mountain, right? Reciproca asked. Inferno looked at Reciproca with a confused look on his face. You naive son of a bitch. She couldn't finish her sentence due to the ABCM exploding from the inside. Lightning struck the mountain many times before Herbalist came out of it. Everyone hide, Reciproca yelled. Jadalus climbed on top of her mother as she began to swim away. Ignis came from above and attacked Reciproca. Miss me, my queen? Ignis asked. It seems like the pitch is back, Reciproca said. Ignis growled. You'll burn for that, Ignis replied. He shot a Reciproca with his lava beam to melt her, but she dodged it. Her sails started to glow yellow as she released a wave of electrical energy that disrupted Ignis's powers. You're not so tough without your powers now, are you? Reciproca replied. Ignis chuckled. Ah, but I was only a distraction, Ignis said. Reciproca was confused. She was then struck by a bolt of lightning. It was from Horribilis, who had broken out of the mountain. No, Reciproca said. Weekly. Say, is this tiny thing important to you? Ignis asked as he picked up Gelatus. Let her go, Reciproca said. I'm guessing that is a yes, Ignis said as he flew away with Gelatus in his claws. No, Reciproca flew away and and. And she said that before she fainted, falling to the ground. One alpha down, one to go. Trucon, the middle head of Horribilis, said. Ignis flew close to Horribilis. Ignis, where is Tenebris? Trucon said. He is in Japan. He, he replied. Ah, the sunrise land, Trucon replied. In Japanese news reports, they said that a typhoon has mysteriously appeared and it is headed to Tokyo. Pause for dramatic effect. Tenebris looked at the news reports and saw the old shape of this the odd shape of this typhoon. That's not a typhoon, Tenebris said. Then what is it? Max asked. That's horrible, Tenebris said. Who's that? Selena asked. Our, our worst nightmare, Brawler replied. The Japanese Navy detected something going incredibly fast near Tokyo Bay.
Jesus, how fast is that thing going? The captain said. It's approximately going at Mach 3, sir, a person said. You're telling me that that thing is going at three times the speed of sound, the captain said. This thing was revealed to be none other than Ignis himself. Ignis fired his lava beam to melt a boat that was in the fleet. The fleet fired at Ignis, but it proved to be too fast for them to hit him, even once. Sir, its speed has increased to Mach 5, a person said. With all the strength he had, Ignis released a sonic boom that destroyed most of the fleet in the bay. Initiate a tactical retreat, the captain said. However, Ignis swiftly destroyed all of the, the ships in the fleet. The news reported on the incident. A giant monster has appeared near Tokyo Bay. This is the first time a giant monster has attacked Tokyo. <laughs> the Japanese government has declared this a threat and are getting ready to strike back if it returns. The creature is said to be 18 feet tall and 32 feet long, a news reporter said. Why might a giant creature attack Tokyo Bay? Selena asked. Tenebris looked at the photo of the so-called creature. That's Ignis. Why horrible is Ignis not on Kira Island? Tenebris asked. We have just gotten word that the typhoon has disappeared and a free-headed creature has taken the typhoon's place. It is headed toward Tokyo. We advise that everyone should evacuate the city and take immediate shelter, the reporter said. I should go to stop them, Tenebris said. If you're going to take them on, you'll need backup, the brawler said. You're too small to pose a threat, Tenebris said. Tenebris transformed into his original form and flew to Tokyo. We have just gotten word that another monster appeared in Fukuoka and it headed straight to Tokyo. The military will delay a response to the monsters being in a highly populated area, the reporter, the reporter said. Ignis landed at the top of the building. Hey, look what I found, boss, Ignis said. What an interesting catch, Ignis, a man said. No problem, Soidon Noenasi, Ignis said. I guess they believed you, Soidon asked. All part of the plan. Soil took Jedalus unconscious body. You have been a loyal experiment. You will continue with the mission, Soil said. Tenebris saw Horribilis. Horribilis! Tenebris said as he roared at Horribilis. Tenebris then approached Horribilis. Oh, you're approaching us! The right head, Niki, asked. I have to get closer to kick your ass. Tenebris said before he was struck by Horribilis' lightning. Enough chattering. Let's properly begin with this battle. The middle head, Chukan, said. All right, come here and fight me, Tenebris said. Tenebris flew towards Horribilis, slashing at his heads. Horribilis' left head, Hikari, struck Tenebris with lightning. Tenebris flew back and used his plasma ray. Horribilis used his lightning strikes to defend themselves, with them succeeding in the task. Tenebris was thrown into the Noanasi Incorporated building. Horribilis then destroyed it with their lightning strikes. Noanasi and their other employees got out of the building alive. We're going to our base in Paris. You'll come, right? Tenebris asked. I got some business to attend to, Ignis said. Tenebris got up from the rubble, weakened. After we beat you, 
we will become in the king of the experiments. We will kill all of the humans and make Earth ours. You cannot stop that alone, Tenebris, Chukan said. Horribilis continued to beat down Tenebris until he was knocked out. Horribilis flew back to Kita Island. Ignis followed as well. Horribilis landed in the jungle on the island, which caught on fire when it was stricken by lightning. Ghoul slash Wyvern, a tiger-like experiment named Snowball, or EXP-089. A beetle-like experiment named Swarm, or EXP-027. A spider-like experiment named Tarantula, or EXP-021. And a snake-like experiment called Serpentine, EXP-014. Approached Horribilis. <sighs> Fellow experiments, Tenebris and Reciproca are dead. I have been crowned the king of the experiments. We will rid this planet of the human species for what they have done to us. We'll start anew. This world would be better off without the humans. Bow before your king, Chukan said. Ignis landed in front of them and was the first one to bow. Then Ghoul bowed. Then Wyvern. Then Slash. Then Snowball. And the others followed. Your foot of our king and queen have fallen and an even better one has replaced them. Chukan said. So what a king and a queen? Migi asked. Chukan struck Migi with a lightning strike. Oh, hail Horribilis! Ignis chanted. The others started chanting as well. All of the experiments that appeared before Horribilis was changing, were changing his name. That's much better, Chukan said. Now, what shall we do? Slash asked. We will attack humanity's major cities. Wyvern, you will go to Hong Kong. Slash will attack Manila and Singapore City. Snowball will attack Moscow. Ghoul will go east and attack Seattle. Euphre, Swarm, Tarantula, and Serpentine. You will go to Europe. We'll take out the east and then the west. Chukan said. Afterwards, the free experiments replied. On it. And then the experiments got off the island. All 200, in fact. Ignis went to France to reunite with Soil. He met Soil on the top of the Eiffel Tower. You see this? This will be ours, Soil said. If the plan works, Ignis replied. Soil looked at Genelus with a stern look. Your parents are gone. There's no one that can save you. I never understood why your parents were so optimistic, so caring, so sweet. I made them to be killing machines, not caretakers, Soil said. Oh, yes. Tenebris regained consciousness and flew to Kita Island. Ferox carried Reciproca's body ashore. Tenebris saw the island in ruins, and then he saw Reciproca and Ferox. Tenebris swooped down and landed on the ground. What happened, Ferox? Tenebris asked. Horribilis took control of the experiments. Unlike the others, I did not follow his lead, Ferox said. Where are the others? Tenebris asked. 
all over the world. Moscow, Hong Kong, Manila, Seattle, the list goes on. The humans now know of our existence. They'll try to kill us all, Farrakh said. You're going to kill what they don't understand. Is she going to be all right? Tenebris asked, being worried about his mate. She's breathing, Farrakh said. Thanks for telling me, Farrakh. You're always reliable, Tenebris said. Reciproca woke up and saw the two. Been a good minute, Tenebris. Reciproca said. They both started laughing. <laughs> Listen, they took our daughter, Reciproca said. Where are they? Tenebris asked. I, I heard that Ignis is in France. They, he took Gelatus, Farrakh said. Well, we're going to France to get our daughter back, Reciproca said. You're going to need more health, Brawler said. Brawler, how'd you get here? Brawl, um, Tenebris asked. I made myself invisible and climbed on your back when you were unconscious, Brawler said. Brawler, good to have you back. It's been two years since we last saw you, Reciproca said. How can you help us fight Ignis and Horribilis, Ferox asked. Well... Well, Tenebris need to boost. Did you forget that you can change your size at will? Brawler asked. I forgot that. Horribilis must hit my head pretty hard, Tenebris said. Tenebris started to glow red as he changed in size. Moscow is being attacked by a white tiger that's freezing the city, a reporter said. A dragon-like creature is attacking Hong Kong, another reporter followed. A beetle that can separate the smaller versions of itself is attacking Barcelona. Another reporter said, A giant eight foot tall spider is terrorizing Venice. Another news reporter said, A giant brain mantis attacked Manila and has moved on to Singapore. Another one said, A 15 foot long giant serpent is currently attacking Copenhagen. Another one said, This is the first time the world has seen monsters attacking their cities. A news anchor said, This could be our Armageddon. A news reporter said, A lightning storm appeared in France. The storm formed suddenly, with no one expecting it. The storm engulfed the city of France in grey clouds. The lightning strikes revealed Horribilis' silhouette getting closer to the tower until he was in front of it. Ignis, you're a traitor to the experiments. How dare you be an ally of Soil Noenasi? Chukan asked. We will kill you, Miggy said. We will rip you apart and eat your intestines, Hikari exclaimed. The others looked at Hikari. There's a child present, Soidal said. Am I supposed to care in any way? Hikari asked. Horribilis let out a loud roar, commanding the experiments to come to their location. Jets opened fire on Horribilis. Horribilis took flight and pursued them. We got the big one. Permission to kill? A pilot asked. Permission granted. A general said. The jets fired missiles at Horribilis, which did little to no damage. Horribilis struck the fleet with lightning. Horribilis was hit by Ignis' sonic boom before Ignis flew above the clouds. Horribilis then fell to the ground. She got up and flew towards the Eiffel Tower, getting ready to strike. They were shot down by a red beam of light. Who is the bitch that, ki that shot us down? Hikari asked. It was from Tenebris who had grown to 43 feet in height. Farox was close behind, with Brawler on his back. 
a brawler ran up Roxas' back and growled at Horizbalus. We knew we could not kill you. It was far too easy. Chukan said, actually. Frox charged towards Horribilis before being yanked off the ground by Ignis. Brawler fell off off the rocks and landed on Tenebris' back. I knew the call missed somebody, Ignis said. So, so what did Soto offer you? Frox asked. Well, being a king of the experiments and being set for life. The usual thing a rich businessman would offer you. This will be your last duel, Ferox, Ignis said. We'll see, Ferox replied. He then ran up to Ignis and kicked him. Tenebris flew towards Horribilis. Brawler jumped on Horribilis and got on Hikari. Tenebris blasted Horribilis with his plasma ray, but Horribilis countered it with a lightning strike. Brawler proceeded to slash Hikari's eyes, blinding him. Tenebris... Oh god, took his opportunity and proceeded to rip off Hikari from the body that made up Horribilis. Hikari was thrown onto the ground, dead. You son of a bitch! Chukan shouted, before Migi was blasted off by Tenebris' plasma ray. Frox continued to fight Ignis. Ignis melted Frox's legs with his plasma beam. Not so tough now, huh? Ignis asked. Ignis melted off Frox's face and stomped on his head. Crushing his skull, Ignis flew back to the Eiffel Tower and perched on the edge. Ghoul, Snowball, Swarm, Tarantula, Serpentine, Slash, and Wyvern appeared in Paris. Chukan roared, commanding them to attack. Tenebris. Tenebris then chuckled. <laughs> they see you as weak, Chukan, Tenebris said. The streets of Paris were flooded as Reciproca rose from the water. You know how you said that I'll never beat you alone? Well, that's the same for you. You'll never beat me alone. Tenebris said. How is this happening? Horribilis asked. You've lost. Reciproca replied. Who? <coughs> Sir, we've gotten word that we should nuke Paris. A person asked. They said. What? Isn't there some other way? The general asked. It is the only way to win, the person asked. Minx replied. Permission ah, granted, the general said, with regret clearly in his voice. A bomber flew over Paris. They gave the civilians time to evacuate, if they hadn't already. Once they were evacuated, they started a countdown to dropping the nuke. We should go, Soido said as he heard the sirens. He got into a helicopter and out of the city. Ignis flew away from the city. The nuke was dropped an hour later. All of the experiments were gone. At least it seemed like that. Chukan flew out of the rubble. So did Tenebris and Reciprocon. Sir, we're reading four heat signatures, a person said. Let them fight, the general said. See? You cannot beat me, Tenebris, Chukan said. Reciproca attacked Chukan. Chukan bit her on the neck. Then broke it in front of Tenebris. Tenebris, out of anger, mustered all of the ionic energy he had stored and used it to fire a yellow beam of ionizing radiation that completely eliminated Chukan's two wings. Gelidus came out of the rubble and watched as her father obliterated his mortal enemy. 
Tenebris started to release dangerous levels of ionizing radiation. He was going to explode and took Chukan to the skies. Tenebris took Chukan high up. What are you doing? Chukan asked, delivering the final blow. To both of us, Tenebris replied. So you're just going to leave the child with no one taking care of her? Chukan asked. It's better to live in a world where we don't exist than a world where we both exist. And I regret not killing you when we both had the chance, Tenebris said. Tenebris exploded, taking out Chukan with him. Genetus saw the explosion from afar. Dad? Mom? Gelidus asked. Gelidus came across her mother's corpse. Mommy? Mommy? Gelidus cried out. She started tearing up when Reciproca didn't respond. That day, the life of an experiment would not be the same. Epilogue. It has only been a few days since the Paris incident. The government is counting up the experiments that were attacking cities. 15 dead and 20 living experiments. A famed geneticist, as famed geneticist Soidel calls them, the general said. Sir, you have to see this, a person said. He showed him photos of the inside of a mountain. The pictures showed scales inside some opening of the mountain. The pictures were taken in Greece. What is that, an experiment? The general asked. No, it's too big to, big to be one. It has multiple heads. It's like the Hydra from Greek mythology, the person said. Maybe it is, the general replied. To be continued in Invasion, Return of the Experiments. All right, and that is all for the audiobook of Armageddon, Rise of the Experiments from 2019. Again, if you got the reference in the middle of the story, good. If you didn't, good as well. But we all learned a lesson. Fuck Mercury for putting that in. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed, and we will see you in the next one. Goodbye.